Football is officially back, and we've got you covered right here on the Ringer NFL feed. I'm Shiel Kapadia, and every Tuesday and Friday, Ben Solak and I will be bringing you Extra Point Taken. Nora Princiati here to tell you that Steven Ruiz and I will be coming to you every Monday and Thursday. Our Monday show will recap everything from Sunday's games. Thursday's show will encompass any news during the week with an eye towards the next slate of games. Subscribe to the Ringer NFL show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow the Ringer NFL on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter at Ringer NFL. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Gold Open Question of the Week, Kaz. What's up, Shoes? Well, it's official. Gunther has broken the honky-tonk man's record. Yes. And is now the longest WWE Intercontinental title reign as champion in history. My question for you is, who's better, Gunther or the honky-tonk man? <laughs> Even in jest, I can't even put the honky talk man over here, man. What? I'm just, I can't, I can't do it. I know there's been a whole thing. You've made note of it saying the last beacon of real sports entertainment is the Intercontinental Championship record being held by a man called the honky talk man. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, man, Gunther is probably my favorite wrestler of like the last five years, man. Like I can't even, everything about him is like my favorite thing that any wrestler does. I think he hits people harder. I think his trash talk is, is much more refined, which makes it more entertaining to me. Like he's never really mean to people. He's just very honest. Uh, And he makes children cry. So it's like, ah, he, he checks all the boxes for me. So I'm sorry, Honky Tonk, man. The rightful man now uh, now holds your record, in my opinion. <laughs> See, I, I'm okay with him wanting to have Gunther have the record. And I yes. think he's a, much, he's, a, he's, he's a better champion in innumerable ways. It puts such a, it puts such a fucking respect on that Intercontinental title again. Like, sure. And the record and the person who holds it, you know? It makes it just as important as the world title, in my opinion. And listen, the Honky Tonk Man's reign shouldn't be disregarded, although, you know, I mean, and and maybe there's some case to be made that it's an even, there's something even more amazing about it because he wasn't some ring general. He wasn't, you know, a, going, going to ever be a main eventer. You know, it was just, but, and he, but he held on to it. He kept it entertaining for that long. Now, you could also say it reflects on the sort of creative at the time for WWE. <laughs> this is true. The WWF. You know, if they never mention his name again, except when absolutely necessary is dictated by wrestling history mentions, it wouldn't shock me. <laughs> it wouldn't mm. offend me that much. 
But they're talking about, they, they say his name over and over again. Like they're trying to, it's, it's, there's this incredible tension that Gunther, like every time they talk about Gunther's record setting, they have to say the honky tonk man. I'm just mad that they didn't do what we said and have a honky cam, just like yeah. a video camera. And I just want every time, dude, every time Gunther won over the past three months, there should have been video footage of the honky tonk man getting out of his Barca lounger and throwing his beer can at the TV. Like, why don't we have yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. It was a severe lack of honky for this run, and it, it did disappoint me. Uh, no honky cam, no honky meter, no no nothing. Um, I, I was almost thinking of, like the NFL, where anytime a team is undefeated, they show the old dolphins. Yeah, they show the old dolphins yeah. and they're smoking cigars, popping champagne. Like that should have been a whole thing. I think that was a little bit of a wasted opportunity. But I mean, even just for the aesthetics, I mean, they went to Memphis for crying out loud. No honky anywhere. No honky, which is a little bit disappointing. But I guess that it goes to show you the sort of direction that they want to take the Intercontinental Championship now, which is this very serious, very prestigious thing about you know the mats is sacred and held by someone named the ring general so no time for your elvis knockoffs and you know doo-wop dillies and stuff like that none of that stuff <laughs> doo-wop dillies is that what that's it good. is, is no that let's, just, let's just start the show that's great okay doo-wop dilly What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to them. And you're listening you're to listening to And you are listening to the And you're listening, you're listening to You are listening to The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to The Masked Man Show with Kaz. How you doing, bud? I'm doing good, Shoes. How about yourself? That's good. Every time we get on, there takes me about two seconds to remember what day of the week it is. It was easier <laughs> when we did this once a week. I'm just confused yes. all the time. But it is Thursday because uh, Dynamite happened last night. That was a lot of fun. We can talk about Raw. We can talk about NXT. Got a little Becky Lynch appearance coming up next week. Um, yeah. I guess the big news, just as we're starting this, is that the uh, Endeavor WWE merger is a or the UFC WWE merger? I don't even know what the right way to say it. Is it going to close next week? And it's yeah. going to be publicly traded stock, the TKO Group. Um, it's finally happening, or it's finally going to be finished. There have been like rumors over the past, or not rumors. There have been hints over the past, however long it's been, six months or so, that uh, there are certain things that are kind of in a holding pattern until this deal closes. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, talent signings, debuts, uh, certain storylines they don't want to get too, you know, uncomfortable with, whatever. Who knows if any of that's actually true, but there's a potential that next week we'll start feeling the change. Um, you know, maybe they'll start shooting out cannons of $1 bills into the audience after all this <laughs> thing goes through. Who knows? Um, Who knows, man? Uh, I don't know. This is really interesting, right? Like, for the first time in... in History, WWE will not be controlled by a McMahon, right? Mm-hmm. I think. Well, yeah, I mean, headline. look, it's Endeavor's got 51%, WWE's got 49% of this group. They have, that's the amount of like Got stock it. control okay. that they have. 
I mean, okay. like Dana White doesn't have any majority of stock control over the UFC, but not, there's not been a lot of people getting in his way and doing what he wants to do for that company, right? So I think okay. That, okay. I think the business model here is WWE will keep being WWE. You know, it'll be interesting to see to what degree the. I mean, you know, we talked about this when the when the merger was announced six months ago, but you know, there's going to be redundancies. Uh, they've already, I'm sure, been addressing some of that stuff, but there's definitely going to be some some changes at the top. Someone's got to be in charge of this whole thing. It might not be immediate, whatever. But, you know, it's not just redundancies like we have two people, you know, two teams booking travel. That that will probably be one. But also just like, you know, do we have a unified marketing and public relations department? You know, like, is it, are we just, you know, and that that kind of stuff will, I'm sure, sort of shake out as we go. And then, you know, I think the big question is whether or not WWE President Jack Tunney gets to get his hands on the <laughs> UFC. <laughs> that would be great if they released like the like the public, you know, masthead or whatever. And it was just like all the fake people throughout history that have had power in WWE. Yeah, like Commissioner Foley and <laughs> Gorilla Monsoon and anybody who ever had the yeah, is, did, Rick, match. did Ric Flair get to hang up? I mean, get to hang on to any WWE stock after he was uh, the, the, the owner? The consortium. <laughs> the consortium. Woo! That would what be great. Me? That, that would, I mean, that would be quite a fairy tale ending if Ric Flair just got the cash out this week. You know, just oh have like gosh. you know, like fifty million dollars bonus cash and just you know gets it gets natured up for the rest of time. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be interesting, man. Um, it'll be interesting to see how you know they continue to move uh, with the with this whole merger, just because content in general is just going for such a shift right now especially in entertainment obviously the writer strike is happening right now and you know who knows what sort of um places people will be able to go for entertainment in the next several months i mean seriously like television shows and the way we consume you know movies and stuff uh -huh. can be severely different in the next two years so this merger comes at a time that's like extremely interesting for for uh you know the entertainment and sports business and i, I think it's going to be very interesting to see if there's any major changes in the immediacy um i, I mean i I, th I think there's going to be a I know they they built a new building or something like that in in Stanford. That's, uh, that's oh, they've had that new office for a while, and I think they've started moving people in. It's been right. I th there was a, some stuff in the way of them moving in immediately, but I, I assume they'll be in there sooner rather right. than later. But even then, like I, I think front facing, I feel like it's going to be. Uh, I'm interested to see just how much of, if any, crossover happens between UFC and WWE. Well, there's rumors now that Ronda's trying to go back to to UFC. Really? I, I think, I think they don't like to shoot those down. I think I think she shot those down. But oh, really? Okay. I think so. I'm, I'm just seeing it. Uh, it would just be a now. pretty wild. It that it would it would be shocking in terms of just like uh, what uh, she can. Well, I mean, it, you know, this isn't like this isn't exactly like brought getting over diverticulitis and going back. You know, I mean, she was. Sound, soundly I mean, defeated. she's still definitely soundly defeated, but it, she's. I still think she'll draw a house. I still think people will pay to watch her in a real fight, especially UFC fans. Um, but who knows, man? Like, I think people will pay to watch her get get beat up if that's the case too. You know, so. Um, well, that's just sort of like know. that's a, you know, it's the question. One of the abiding questions is how much the sort of. Paul Brothers' influence will end up having over a thing like UFC. They had to work so long yeah. to insist to establish their legitimacy that it's, you know, there's always been a sort of pro wrestling aspect to the whole thing. But like, 
do you put Conor McGregor against like a you know a, a, a like easy competition just to get people to watch the show? Do you put? I mean, Conor you know will still be out there fighting, obviously legit competition. But do you put Ronda Rousey against somebody she conceivably beat, even if it's not a you know in route to a new t- another title? I mean, that just to get people to tune in. That that's a kind of interesting question. I mean, the UFC and WWE, they, they've borrowed from each other for since the beginning of the UFC, sure. in my opinion. Just the whole pay-per-view model, just everything. I mean, to me, the, to me, their promo packages have always been the biggest thing. It's like they, they've, they, you know, they've copied the WWE model and they really did, did a great job of it. Yeah, yeah. They make you care about everybody who fights. There's a mm-hmm. story to everything. And um, it'll be interesting to see if, if any of that continues in the next, uh, as, as this merger sort of takes place. But um comes at a time where WWE's kicking ass and having record everythings and, you know, sold out shows like filled houses like they haven't had in such a long time and record ratings. So uh, I wonder if that's going to continue the momentum or, or if anything's going to change at all. I think that the, it's, I mean, I don't think there'll be a lot of like talent crossover, although I'm sure that will be somewhat easier than it would have been previously. Um, but I do think that you'll see more along. The, I mean, we've talked about this a million times. I think that you'll see the, the, the sort of crossover that you'll see sort of immediately is is promotional crossovers. You know, are we going to do you? I mean, they're going to be doing UFC WWE like back to back nights in the same town. Right, I mean oh, that's yeah. that's like one of the big market powers they have now. Yeah, when they yeah. go when when they go to re, re, renegotiate rights deals, I'm sure they'll be playing up their synchronicity there too. But I think the question you think there'll is, be opportunity for super shows. Like, you think there's an opportunity for a uh, something bigger than a WrestleMania? <laughs> I think that you could do. I think that you will definitely see, you know, a UFC WWE weekend in Vegas. The question is whether or not it feels it's like you know the third rail is putting them on the same card. Do you think there's an audience for a super show, though? Like, do you think that there would be an audience for doing a stadium where the main event is like Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes, but later that night you can also see Perea Adesanya three or, or something like that? I, mean, right? I think but that's, that's, that's actual... the issue. Is like, what's the main event? Which which fans are we sort of catering to the most? It, it's a right. you know, they could do a WrestleMania two thing where they have. Two like multiple arenas being broadcast right. at the same time, and instead of like promo packages, it's like we have one pro wrestling event, and then live from Las Vegas, the UFC fight happens. So they don't have to keep taking down the cage and building it back uh, up. Uh, they could do it Lollapalooza style, just take over an entire city, just turn it into a festival. That is actually just, more of what I'm expecting, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, like something where something like like they can make like a Coachella of combat sports and just like well, have copyright a weekend that before we get off the air here. That's great. I know, right? God damn. Let me just let me keep my ideas to myself. But we'll, I mean, there's definitely a world. We'll just where, call it you know, Brochella, and it'll be great. <laughs> there it is. The right WWE, the, the the fan base interaction is going to be interesting. There's a whole lot of crossover, more crossover than anybody likes to admit, and yet, if you've ever been to the if you've been to UFC and WWE live. And you're like fight. You're like squeezing out of the arena after the show. You know you're talking about two very different groups. Of very people, different so. crowds. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, maybe the UFC fans could learn something from the WWE fans. I mean, I know WWE I was about fans. To say, WWE fans say. could learn some self defense techniques from the UFC fans, but <laughs> UFC fans could learn about you know organized chants. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really had to get the promoter's attention. All the UFC fans complain about, you know, Dana White or whoever. If you know, one one surefire way to get on his radar is to 
have an organized chant about how much you're, how dissatisfied you are, you know? <laughs> or, I mean, there's also, I mean, they also have a lot in common too, right? Like a propensity for black shirts, like tons of black shirts in the crowd. Um, you know, sometimes don't smell the best if you're coming uh, or going from a, 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 a packed crowd uh, at the UFC or WWE. Uh, but, I think the commentary teams, right? Like, I think there's opportunities for guys like, uh, you know, see, I know there's been rumors of Daniel Cormier flirting with the WWE for years. And I think even as the UFC continues to grow, some of the newer stars that come in uh, to the company kind of have this sort of sports entertainment thing to them. Like oh, Sean yeah, O'Malley, mm -hmm. who just beat Aljamain Sterling. Like, he gets, he, yes, he's a great fighter, but like he gets shot into the main event because he's a guy that people want to see fight and he's an interesting character and he's got colorful hair. And, you know, there's there's a lot more in common than, you know, people would probably uh, like to admit about the UFC and WWE. So it'll be interesting to see just how, you know, this sort of meshes in the future and like what kind of new hybrid combat sports fan is made out of this new uh, TKO group. It's true. If you got a WWE UFC TKO t-shirt, would you rock that out in public? <laughs> I I don't know. I rock a lot of merch though, so I can't lie. Like if I'm going to the gym, I will literally I've I've worn shirts from any sort of company to go work out in. So yeah, maybe. But that's as far as it's going. I'm not, you know, going to dinner in it or anything like that. <laughs> um, okay, we'll see. I might, I might rock it. Let's see how good the TKO logo works. Or we'll looks. see. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Oh, uh, let's talk about pro wrestling. Did you hear CM Punk got fired? Did he? No. no. This is uh, this is Thursday, <laughs> September 7th. I don't want anyone to get uh. confused. That we're, that they skip back two episodes. CM Punk is still fired. Jungle Boy is now officially suspended. Although, um, I guess it'll be interesting to see how long he's suspended. I'm not, you know, I doubt they're going to be releasing the video cam footage of the incident, but it's kind of hard to argue about how long he should he should be suspended without seeing it, right? I mean, it, it's it, it, we don't really know what he did. 
It's just 2023, man. If there's news about footage, that that thing's going to see the light of day one day. <laughs> one of these days. Maybe not. Well, and it, apparently so. there were multiple cameras on it. So we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Well, you know, if it was a WWE event, that footage would never see the light of day. <laughs> ah, I don't know. Yeah, probably. But it depends. Depends what it is. So, you know, we'll see what kind of sway Tony Khan has over the people that work for him. <laughs> I bet they're getting serious right now. I bet it'll be pretty. I, I don't think we're going to. It wouldn't shock me if we never saw it. But who never. Knows? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's in their best interest not for that to not leak anyway. I mean, what do you think? It, it almost feels like, I don't know. It does feel like it's piling on at, at, at some point, though. You don't get that feeling a little bit? With who? Let's see him pump. What do you mean piling like, on? Like, you don't, you haven't noticed, like, there's been, like, just more stories about stuff that's gone on oh, yeah. during it's the been, time. This, is, this like, has been, since. this is, this whole thing is, like, the battle of the leaky buckets. I mean, it's yeah. just, like, every story feels so placed, so deliberate. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very strange situation. And I don't, and people are, like, wearing their leaks on, this, on their sleeve. I mean, I'm mixing metaphors like crazy here, but, like, it's it, it's not like people, you every story you read it's like you know exactly where it came from and why it feels like yeah so. yeah it all seems very calculated but um it's very interesting also man um right <sighs> fantasy booking uh, fantasy booking cm punk back to wwe now yo man like i can I read can't, your size I can't, I can't stop thinking about it i can't not think that it's not worth at least one more shot back there you know um it just feels like everything for the past year i mean dude this dates back to SummerSlam two years ago when like me and you were you know doing the live shows back then and uh we were hearing you know we we had talked with a bunch of the guys that had worked with punk on the fox show and and other things so we all kind of heard you know certain things about the you know him returning and how it's going to work just because you know, of the relationships or non-relationships that were already there at that company. So fast forward to now and seeing everything that's sort of happened since then, it's very easy to see who's speaking on behalf of what <laughs> group of wrestlers when it comes to what comes out. You know what I mean? Like if oh, yeah. something comes from Sean Ross Sapp, I'm pretty sure he got close with, you know, Punk and, you know, certain people. If it's from Meltzer, I'm pretty sure it's close to like Jericho or like the elite or so, that sort of nature. Like it's almost like this news source civil war because of CM Punk right now, right? And just hearing uh it, it's it's interesting. It's really interesting to see it right now. It is, it is. So so you kind of, you know, as a consumer, you go and you read and you kind of, you know, make the most sense of what you can read everything and you make make yeah. you kind of mush it all together, stir it up, and you see what makes sense, right? A little Occam's razor technique. I think that's probably the best way to do it. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's funny. At this point, what are the stakes? You know, Jack Perry's suspension, maybe that'll be 30 days, maybe it'll be longer. At some point, you're, at, at some point, it's a weird, it's a, it's a tricky situation because you're messing with his, well, I mean, obviously you're messing with his livelihood, but you're, you're materially affecting the way he's received when he comes back, right? I mean, at some point, yeah. you gotta factor that in. The longer you yeah. suspend him, is he going to be more over on the back end? Is that is that really a punishment then? You know, I mean, it's very it's a strange calculus, but he'll be uh, I'm sure. I mean, I know they're taking it very seriously, so he'll he'll come back. Um, and 
you know, there's the the the, the CM Punk return specter is is back, I guess back in W on, you know, who knows what the legal situation is gonna be if there's a non-compete that's gonna be forced on him, if he's gonna sue the company, you'll have to wait for all that stuff to sort itself out. But, you know, probably the worst part about all of this is that we get to have CM Punk chance in WWE events again now. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely at Survivor Series. I mean, for a little bit, at least. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if the thirst for Punk is that big in WWE unless it starts getting teased, right? Like, uh, unless they start... Unless the door sort of opens up for an opportunity for a Punk arrival and it doesn't just come out of nowhere, I don't think we're going to get CM Punk chance, right? Like once you don't think we're gonna get CM Punk chance? That's all. Uh, that's all I mean, the Chicago fans yeah. did for ten years. All it all it takes is one guy chanting it, and then everybody else starts chanting it too, and yeah. then everybody hears it on TV and they say, "Oh, let's chant that when they come to Topeka next but they week." They get they get drowned out really quickly r- late r- lately, right? Yeah. Like unless, which is why I'm saying unless they get teased, unless they tease this and they say, "Hey, you know." Uh, for example, right when Seth Rollins was like, "Okay, you're gonna have a match against the mystery opponent at WrestleMania." Oh yeah, everybody in the world was like, "Oh, there it is," you know. Unless, unless something happens between now and Survivor Series, and uh, who knows, Seth Rollins, you're defending your world championship once again against the mystery opponent in in November in Survivor Series in Chicago, then yes, CM Punk chance will come back in full force. And unless that happens, well, it sucks. For, know, it sucks for the creative team. You can't do any mystery opponent gimmick. Like you couldn't have nope. like Nakamura. <laughs> nope. If Nakamura is like, now the way I'm going to beat Seth is to put on a mask and come back as somebody else. That'd yeah. be a great old school wrestling angle. Now you can't do it. Cause everyone's going to be like, it's either, if it's not CM Punk or like, you know, fucking Barack Obama. I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> if it's not CM Punk in Chicago, right? Like, I don't think you could, yeah, I think you could do I Mr. Meant, Opponents right? in other places, right? But if you do that shit in Chicago uh, for Survivor Series, then yes, like you're asking for people to, you know, bring those CM Punk chants and stir up those rumors and just the, 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 entire, the entire idea of mystery opponents is to stir up the rumor mill, especially if it's somebody who's not in that company. And he is now, by default, the most popular free agent in professional wrestling. So anything that involves a special guest, mystery opponent, whatever, is probably going to have his name attached to it, at least for the short term. Sure. Unless he says something. Are there any other big name free agents in professional wrestling? I mean, as big as his, uh, Nick Goldberg. Aldis. Nick Aldis is out there. <laughs> okay, Nick Aldis is out there. I mean, uh, Matt Cardona. I mean, does he count? Oh, yeah, oh, he yeah, he hundred percent counts. He definitely counts. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, he, Punk by far and by default has to be. The biggest free agent out there. Uh, so, you know, hold all your mystery opponent gimmicks for the next couple of months, promoters, please. I mean, is Hulk Hogan a free agent? Do we, I mean, do we <laughs> just have to go back to the legends? Can't really work. Oh, Ric Flair? I mean, Flair is, you know, Flair is still looking for that last match again. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but yeah, no, I can't, I can't see it happening, man. Um, Dynamite last night. Soldiers on. Collision rating was not great last weekend. Uh, People are going to draw a lot of straight lines the absence of CM Punk. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. 
You know, we've said on the show, a lot of people have said on the show that like maybe Edge will be the one. Maybe this is, maybe they are going to sign Edge. Maybe Edge will come in. Maybe he'll pick up the slack. I mean, mm-hmm. I th- I'll be very interested to see to what degree Edge has like, what Edge's cultural currency competes with Punk. You know, okay. first of all, he won't be Edge, right? He'll be, He'd be Adam, Adam Copeland. Copeland. Yeah. Or if he were in TNA, what would his name have been? <laughs> um, Slink. <laughs> uh, teetering i don't know yeah it's uh i mean what is it what is the edge like is it like the edge of a knife is that what is that where what do you think of when you think of edge or like the outer edge of the galaxy and it's like the, I always, or like i have an edge over you like is, is his name like uh like uh mm. like you know advantage <laughs> So it's a mystery wrapped in an enigma, David. Anyway, I can Adam tell Copeland's <laughs> going to show up on. If Adam Copeland shows up on AEW, if he's the new, you know, a Facebook collision or whatever, is that going to get people watching? I think so. Um, yeah, collision's in a tough spot right now. I mean, I think Brian Danielson will be able to, you know, do some heavy lifting. For I mean, the that's next really. I guess you're right. That's the big thing. It's not a. It's not really about anyone else. It's about how, like, how what Brian Danielson. Like this is Brian. This is Danielson's chance to to be the star, whether or not he wants it, whatever. Like that's he's he is the huge talent just coming back from an injury. <laughs> I forgot who tweeted it, but it got into my timeline, and somebody said this is the cycle of CM Punk and Brian Danielson's career. Right? CM Punk leaves a company under uh, controversial circumstances. Brian Danielson becomes the world champion, and he mm-hmm. sees a career height. Right? Like said, so it happened in Ring of Honor. CM Punk leaves. Daniel Bryan became a Ring of Honor champion. Uh, CM Punk left after uh, you know the whole thing with the Ryback or whatever. Yeah, um, Danielson became WrestleMania. He came that later that year, and CM Punk left again. And you know, last year, I mean, the last time it happened, Brian Danielson did it again along with John Moxley, but kind of stepped up as being that guy. He didn't necessarily win the World Heavyweight Championship, but. Would it surprise you if it happened again? If that same sort of cycle of Brian Danielson well, there's been a lot, there's been a lot of this Danielson again. stuff. I mean, even before the Punk thing happened, before All In, there mm-hmm. was a story from Tony Khan. I mean, the story where Tony Khan was quoted as saying, "He's told his dad that if anything ever happens to him, yeah, the first person to call is Danielson." Yeah, yeah, um, and that shows the sort of respect and trust that he has in him. Uh, I, you know, I said last week, or I think at some previous time, that I would, I would love to see what just a CM Punk unhinged television show would be. But I think it was, <laughs> I think it was Eric Bischoff of all people who said Tony Khan should just give Collision to to Danielson, not like you're my top star, but like here's a here's a laptop, here's your desk, you know, mm-hmm. here this is your this is your office, you are in God. charge now. Call me yeah. if you have any questions about like ad rates, you know, <laughs> and just let him totally have it. I think it could be, it, it would, it would be super interesting. Um, it would be very interesting. Yeah. I mean, uh, D- Danielson, all I have to do is watch that match with Ricky Starks and be like, man, he can, he could put it together. I think he'd have a lot of, I don't know if he'd have confidence issues, but he'd probably just like pass the buck on a bunch of stuff. But I think, I mean, he's, he's a genius. It's funny really too, is. because we always talk about in pro sports, you know, football season starting up about coaching trees, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's interesting. I know he didn't go to like booking school with Shawn Michaels, but he is, mm. he is, he is the Shawn Michaels coaching tree. He and, is. That is true. And, uh, we got HBK down there booking the hell out of NXT. And now, 
Danielson, I mean, Danielson can put together a story. And listen, he learned from a billion, in a billion different ways besides Shawn Michaels Wrestling Academy or whatever it was or, down in down in San Antonio. But the very publicized WWE version of <laughs> yeah, but it, of that, but, yeah. But I guess you could put him. You you got to put him in the Shawn Michaels coaching tree. We should do the coaching trees. Can someone just draw the just do the coaching tree for me so I don't <laughs> tweet it? Um, word. All of these, all of the people that have these great minds for the business, who do, who have they rubbed up on, r- rubbed off on, who have they hung out with? Um, it's a, it's an interesting question, but yeah, it'll be the Danielson show anyway. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Dynamite was last night. Um, There was some cool stuff on it. There were two big promos. Well, there was one really big promo. Obviously, MJF and and, uh, Samoa Joe got in the ring and yapped at each other master class master class between um, two greats yeah they're both really good there's it's i guess to me it's like these are two, this is the this is the master class this is the the confrontation that i've been waiting for like that i would have put like highest on my list mm-hmm. we've seen a lot of mjf master class you know promo battles at this point so i'm sort of like yeah okay i guess i wasn't super amped up for it when it happened but they you know they got me in and the beatdown at the end was cool too although if i can complain for one second Complain away. That's what this show is for. I am so. <laughs> this is the smallest level complaint. This doesn't matter so little. I am so fucking over kinesiology tape. I cannot <laughs> deal with this. Now, maybe I'm too old. Maybe all the kids are like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Wrap yourself in a big old ace bandage or just don't bother. I don't want to see. Uh, if you're the only person that does it, back when like it was just Cesaro doing it in WWE, it's like it looks kind of dumb to me. But okay, that's your thing. I don't need to see MJF pull off his shirt and reveal that he's like. It looks like he went to the went to the 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 the, the Nashville Zoo and got tiger stripes airbrushed on his back. <laughs> it's so weird. And, man. and 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 Orange Cassidy, this guy that doesn't care about anything, he's too cool for school. He's not too cool for dumb looking kinesiology tape. <laughs> Orange Cassidy wears a t-shirt and jeans, man. That guy should just have like an ironic big band-aid on. That's it. Like an old-fashioned band-aid. That is I've I've never seen you so um it was, so worked up over a bandage. It was MJ. It's not a bandage. That's the thing. It's yeah. not a bandage. If bandage Uh-oh. came in black, okay, this is all my muscles hurt. Like, uh, have, I you don't ever, have you ever worn kinesia tape? I've never worn it. No. I don't know what the I don't know what the sensation does for you. Just to me, it just looks like a bunch of like duct tape on somebody. Like, does, is it supposed to like loosen up your muscles or I something? Guess, I, don't, it, I don't know. I does don't it feel know. like icy hot or something? That, like, uh, icy uh, hot would know. be an improvement. I think that's what it is. Is it not that? Is it not like a warming sort of keep your joints or muscles, neck, whatever? Kerm, have you ever used Kinesia tape, whatever? Nobody has. It's a, okay. okay. Um, according to the internet. Okay. What does the internet say about Kinesia tape? Uh, it re- <laughs> I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. 
It is, it helps a it creates a microscopic space between your skin and the tissue underneath it. What? Oh. Uh, it's a therapeutic tape applied strategically to the body to provide support, lessen pain, reduce swelling, and all right. So whatever. It's not. This is what. Cowboy Bob Orton didn't put on kinesiology tape <laughs> on his forearm. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's it's wrestling's version of trying to say uh, we've we've evolved medically, and you can't just go with the big ass cartoonish cast on your arm or the. I mean, I think that's why the Roderick Strong stuff works so well, right? The neck brace, the old school. Could you imagine uh, if he had kinesiology tape on his shoulder and he's <laughs> and he was pointing to it like, you see how hurt I am? Yeah, the kinesi it doesn't it doesn't work the same way. The neck brace though, the neck brace is over. It's just like hell. a lamer ver it's like a less significant <laughs> but somehow lamer version of having the suction cup marks all over your back. You know, it's just it's just, come on. You're a wrestler. I like the suction cup though. Like you ever got you ever gotten that? Did you ever got one cup? No, cupping? but people made fun of that. It was okay to make fun of that, but everyone yeah. just out here with this like black tape all over them, like they like they like they dropped their fruit roll ups on the ground and fell in it. <laughs> it does look like fruit roll ups. Yes, goddamn. Um, anyway, man. anyway, great man. segment. Besides that, so the MJF got, got had his little. I thought it was a great segment. And we're all, now we're hung up on the tape. Yeah, no, no, it, was it, was, great. it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. MJF has been doing a lot of being helped to the back these days. I don't know if this is supposed to be all adding up to something. Um, but yeah, so that happened. That was cool. And uh, um, I like that they did the the WWE style. I don't know if I'm giving WWE credit for this, but the, but the WWE style... Um, guys leaving from their promo get interrupted by the guys coming out for the match. And there's some like thematic crossover that happened a couple of times in the show, but we got Roddy strong coming out coming down the aisle when, uh, MJF and then Adam Cole were headed to the back. Um, yeah, that was cool, man. I like, I like MJF, MJF, um, and, and Samoa Joe is a feud that I can a hundred percent get behind. That's an MJF match. I desperately want to see. Um, not surprisingly, <laughs> they're also doing like a championship eliminator tournament at the exact same time that we're doing that feud. I'm not, you know, before Samoa Joe's even earned his spot in that feud, which is strange. But anyway, that was cool. But the promo that I really want to talk about, um, features one of our favorites. Oh yeah. Or two of our favorites. Uh, Cowboy <laughs> Adam Page and Swerve Strickland. Swerve was preaching the gospel out there. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man. It, I mean, you can say what you will about Adam Page not really wanting it anymore. That's the kind of pro wrestling aspect of this whole thing. And that's, you know, part of Adam Page's character that you can really dig into. But mm. Swerve saying, if he had been given that spot, he would be the champ by now. That is a case we've been making on this show for a long time. I've said a million times. There's nobody that got screwed in this deal of like signing with WWE when they had the opportunity to leave and sign with AEW. Nobody got screwed more than Swerve. And it's not yeah. they didn't use him right in WWE, whatever. But if he had been a day one hire at AEW, his life would have been significantly different. And it's good they're oh. putting him in position to say that. How did you like that look? Uh, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, we've been talking about it on the show for a long time. And, you know, I get to, I, I love singing the dude's praises every time he he gets an opportunity to sort of shine like this. Um, but yeah, now I'm really interested in the matches. That's, that's the most important part, right? Like if you could hook me in with the promo and, you know, 
just hook me in with what they're talking about, the match stuff should be secondary. Because, you know, even with what he's saying is true, and Adam Page kind of coasting ever since uh, what happened with uh, his world title run last year, um, you still know he's capable. And if you don't know he's capable, they're planting the seeds that, okay, the stuff that you've seen in the last couple of months hasn't been him at his best. Now you're going to see him at his best. And, you know, Swerve doing the great work with Sting and Darby Allen mm-hmm. uh, at, at All In. Absolutely. That's such a natural progression into him, and it shows that they're really starting to trust him more. And, yeah, man, it's, I've said it. Like, he he is world champion material in the AEW, and this is going to be the feud that I believe opens up a lot of people's eyes to, uh, you know, how good he is in the ring, man. Like, he's a good promo. I think the promo was great, and he got to say a lot of stuff that I think a lot of Adam Page fans were thinking. But it's that that opens you up to just how good he is, like in between those ropes. He's just oh, he's, yeah. he's a scientist in there, man. He, he really is. I love the promo yeah. last night because it was just so low key. You know yes. what I mean? It was just so downbeat, and I, and I thought that was it. It really stood out to me. Um, I know you don't have much longer. Let's tear through some of the rest of this stuff that happened. We had Moxley over Air Fox, uh, Chris Statlander over Emi Sakura, and what was an incredible short little match. I really enjoyed that. That was a pound-for-pound pound match classic. Um, Lay Sex Guides won over Aussie Open. Uh, Roddy Strong beat Trent Beretta in that championship. I mean, that world title eliminator. So did Darby Allen beat Nick Wayne. There was some cool drama around that. A lot of good stuff, man. Um, Raw was cool, too. It looks like we're going to get a continuation of the Nakamura feud as we for Seth Rollins as we predicted. Um, we saw Gunther over Gable. I wish they would have given him a little bit more time, or at least they would have start. Wish they would have started the match five ten minutes earlier, so it seemed like they were going to give him all the time they needed. Um, what else? What else is worth is worth talking about? Oh, uh, Baszler beat Zoe Stark and then shook her hand, patted her on the back afterwards. That was one of those interesting. You wouldn't see that in the old WWE moments. Word word. And uh, Jay and Sammy back together again. You know, looks like uh, we're, oh, getting yeah. the, we're getting the the prologue of the Bloodline storyline that's starting to start up right now. The and spinoff? This is yeah, like... Uh, this is the Bloodline spinoff, This is right? like the this Better is... Call Saul of the Bloodline? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is such a great reference. Um, let's hope so. Let's hope so. I uh, feel like even though Sammy and Kevin are no longer the tag team champions, it seems like a natural story to tell. Like afterwards, I think everybody was really interested in how Sammy would view uh, what's going on with Jay once he's not focused on being tag team champions anymore. And uh, yeah, he's got beef back in that locker room with a lot of people. And uh, what was very interesting was Drew McIntyre saying, if uh, you know Jay continues to mess around, I'm going to go after the guy who brought him here, which is Cody. So, yep. I mean, that's so that seems like they've been they've been sowing seeds of an attitude change. That was my favorite thing. The people mad that Jay is on the roster. Yeah, I mean, that is that's a really cool small thing. I mean, it's you know whatever. And the draft compensation, right? Like eventually they're gonna get they're sending somebody to SmackDown. Who's it gonna be? Wait, question. Do you think WWE creative knows who it is? Yes. You think they've already made because it's it, they're leaving it out there like maybe we're still making up our mind. Who then? Who do you think it is? I think it's gonna be Kevin Owens. Oh, really? I think it'd be Kevin Owens. That would make the most sense, right? Like if if they if they traded him over there, kind of messes up Sammy's friendship with Cody Rhodes. 
Kevin Owens is kind of back on the island all alone with the bloodline fighting him by himself. It would make a whole lot of sense to, if there was a reason for Sammy and Kevin to fight each other again, that could have been it. Um, Dude, I would that's love, my guess. I would love to see KO over there working the upper mid card, trying to get something out of Austin Theory, trying to establish LA Knight, like put KO over there as the kingmaker. Yeah, that could be it. That could be it. But who knows? I think a lot of people are thinking Cody Rhodes, but I think that's too. I don't think that's 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 not even draft compensation for me. No, and then why would Cody do that unless he's just yeah, trying exactly. to get over there? He was involved in this whole negotiation. Exactly. That would be cool. KO kind of turns heel because like, what? You guys just shit me off. Like you like Jay better than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There it is. That's the oh. story. Maybe he joins the bloodline. <laughs> that would be interesting. That would be interesting. But who knows? Driven we'll insane by the whole thing. Um, <laughs> is there any big news we missed? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I think we, we, we mentioned it, it before, but but Becky Lynch popped up via satellite. Uh, Becky Lynch, by the way, missed her or couldn't get on the flight to go to their big overseas show because her her uh, Qatar Airways they didn't said her her uh, passport was ripped or something and she couldn't go. That sucks. Uh, also, a good technique to get out of a work trip. You don't want to go on. Just tear your passport <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but anyway, she popped up and challenged Tiffany Stratton to a, ma- a title match, uh, which is going to happen next week on NXT. You were saying you thought they would carry this over to Payback. That would be kind of cool if they did. But I'm excited about that match, man. Tiffany Stratton. Let's do Rockets next week. But Tiffany Stratton got an early Rocket. And it's bearing out. Yeah. yeah I hope that she, she gives is. us credit in her Hall of Fame speech for the people who gave her the <laughs> Rocket that allowed her to do all this greatness. I was about to say, you bought, you bought low on Tiffany Stratton early, so it's, it's paying off. Basically, this paying WWE off, deal's closing. I wonder what my <laughs> check in the mail is going to look like. Um, so, yeah, that'll be really, really fun to watch, for sure. Um, I think that's it, man. Yeah. You want to get your it. plugs in? Yeah, man. Sailor's of Castle King of Royalty coming back very, very soon. Catch me on counter on Points Bet USA. Shout out to everybody if you haven't seen me yet. I was on the episode of The Bump yesterday with Tiffany Stratton, Finn Balor, and Damian Priest. You can check that out on Peacock right now. And uh, that's about it. Oh, before we get out of here, uh, rest in peace, Sheik Adnan LKC just passed away. Um, oh, you might wow. know You might know him as, uh, uh, in WWE as as Colonel Adnan, right? No, Colonel Mustafa, sorry. And he just passed away. I, I mean, I, I, of course, knew him best as, as Sheik Adnan KC working the evil Arabic uh, heel manager shtick in the AWA. And um, yeah, working with Crusher Blackwell and stuff. That was just classic, classic stuff. So um, he's one of the greats. They're all one of the greats, but he was really one of the greats. So rest in peace um, to him. Thank you for listening to the show. Be sure to check out all the great shows in the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. This one, Wednesday Worldwide, Cheap Pete, Peter Rosenberg's Friday something, and of course, my Friday review of the show, Heels, with Ben Lindbergh. Um, this season's been really great. Be sure to listen to everything. Thank you for listening. Thank you to our wonderful producer, Jonathan Kerma. Thank you to you, Kaz. And apologies, as always, to John Moxley. We'll see you back here next week, Q&A. Peace. Peace.